Hello. My... Hello, this is Faye, and I'm with uh, Alan Brown, who is my guest today. I welcome you all to I Sell Medicare Plans. I Sell Medicare Plans is a podcast that's for people who are insurance professionals who basically run your entire business by selling to the senior market. My guest today, Alan T. Brown, has written a book called Dancing Through Life, Indulge Your Dreams and Pursue Life's Possibilities. I am so grateful to have Alan with me today. He is a self-made millionaire, and Alan is here today to tell each of us how he did it, how he lives his life, and how he is dancing through life. Welcome, Alan. How are you? Uh, This is Alan Brown, and Alan Brown is fine, Uh, a little bit past fine. So, and I want to help people understand how to move forward and maybe make a few million dollars. But isn't that great? That's wonderful. I'm sure my audience will love, love to hear about that. So tell us about your book and yourself, Alan. Okay. So the title of the book is Dancing Through Life, and that took a while to come up with that title. But the real reason that I wrote the book, I had spent, you know, it, I took a couple of years to write the book. And the reason for the book was really to satisfy a curiosity of me. And that was, how did I ever become a multimillionaire? So I wrote the book seeking answers and I'm still seeking answers. And I'm, I look back and I, as I think about the book and how I made it, perhaps not, perhaps you will receive some ideas. Now it's just ideas and you'll have to grow them. But the first comment I would like to say is about Einstein's, didn't feel that his brains was what got him where he got. He said it was curiosity. So if all of you could develop and ever be curious, constantly ask questions. So that's the beginning of my book, curiosity and asking questions. And of course, dancing through life, not working and sweating and straining and beating yourself up, but dance through life. And I would say, you know, sometimes you'll waltz, sometimes you'll tangle, sometimes (laughs) it'll be a jive, but move through life and enjoy life. Move, enjoy the mistakes. And that's a big thing. Enjoying your goofs, make a mistake. That's a learning opportunity. Okay. Well, that's great. That's that's a great tip for us, Alan. I I read the book. I was so intrigued uh, when I heard about you and writing the book and your journey and learned uh, right away when I opened the book that at age 17, you kind of severed ties with your home and you kind of left home because you had this curiosity about 
something outside of what was home. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, that was, and as I keep thinking back, I do spend a lot of time kind of thinking back, trying to come up with some answers, but I still remember, no, and this is again, I'm going to mention spiritual advisors. So I just throw that word out and all spiritual advisors. I saw a freighter. We were in port here and I was sailing by and I said to my brothers and my mother who was in the car, I said, wouldn't it be amazing, wonderful to spend some time on a freighter? So that's all I said. Nothing else was said. And then you said, how do you get on a freighter? I never even asked that question. But again, I'll throw out the word spiritual advisor. In a neighborhood about a half a mile away, there was an empty house and a couple moved into it. And it ha this guy happened to be a skipper on one of those freighters. So us kids would go down and talk to him. So I ended up being in the merchant marines. But the big step was climbing up the ladder to get on that freighter. I had all the clothes I needed for the summer in a bag, climbing up the freighter. But I look back down at the ladder I'm climbing up, and I realize I am only connected to the earth by the two legs of that ladder. And soon I step off this ladder on the freighter. And so I'm separating myself from the 17 years and venturing out into the new very new. Was I scared? No, I was curious, pure curiosity. And then as we go along, I'll tell you some, a few other instances that helped get me from that one acre with no running water to a multimillionaire. Okay. Oh, wow. So when you left home, you were leaving one kind of lifestyle, but your curiosity drove you to seek out a different kind of lifestyle. So you probably have followed that curiosity throughout your life. In the book, you mentioned that you, and I think it was somewhere around chapter three, that thoughts can become things, and you have read Napoleon Hill's book, which most of us, including myself, have read many times. I've probably read that about four or five times. But you mentioned that thoughts can become things. Um, how does, tell us a little bit about that. Okay, and that is a very interesting part of life. Your life today, my life, everyone's life. If you think about something and you give it emotion, think of it mentally, of your mind, your conscious mind that you read with, you study, you talk with. If you can embed in that part of your mind curiosity, that will feed over into your spiritual advisors and they will go out looking for you. So you don't have to do anything. You get on your sailboat and sail away because your spiritual advisors are working to solve or to give you feeding your curiosity. Maybe that's it, feeding your curiosity. And that's so important. And if 
Einstein can say that his greatest asset was curiosity, then please be curious, be nosy, ask questions. Thank you. That, well, in our business, we, we have to ask questions in order to determine what it is that our customers' needs might be and to learn what our customers' main concerns are. In other words, what their hot spots are. So we're trained as Medicare insurance professionals to ask a lot of questions, uh, even though they're not health questions, but we ask questions that teach us about the person that we're actually meeting. And one of the things that I saw in your book was that you believe that it's not necessary to have and correct me if I'm wrong, it's not necessary to have 25 years of schooling, but it is important to be around greatness. Can you yeah. tell, tell yeah. us about that? Well, I, I want to interject here, not interject, really, environment, environment, okay. environment. Uh, okay. Where you would invest, but put yourself in an environment with people who are curious. And maybe I chatted with a lady one time who said growing up, she was always in an environment of people who owned their own business. Now, you people in insurance and health, got to remember, your mind is different than most people. And that's where you have to ask questions and try to understand them. Then I'll interject now that one one of my mentors, I have had several fantastic, but one of my mentors was a plumber. He's the first person in his family that ever went to college. But he became a multi, multi-millionaire, and he taught me, we'd be driving through the country in Eagle, Colorado, to always ask questions, what is it? Always asking, what is it? So you've got to talk to your customers and find out really what they're thinking of. What do they want to do in life? And then you can meld or blend your program, what you have to sell to satisfy their curiosity, but delve into their curiosity. Because Leo Hargrave taught me to ask always, what is it? What is it? And ask what? your customers, what is it? Okay. What is it? That's a good way to phrase the questions to get the answers that we need. Thank you so much, Alan. Now, I understand that once you uh, boarded that freighter and you went from Canada to Chicago, you then entered the United States Army. Uh, so you served in Germany for a while, but you continued to study. Uh, and then it seems like when you came back and you were out of the army, tell us about how your curiosity led you to become the self-made millionaire and developer that you are today. Okay, we'll back up just one a little bit. While on the freighter, 
I was first, I was a coal passer. Then I moved up to a, a fireman where I shoveled the coal into the firebox. There were four doors. Then I moved up to an oiler. Now that's where you check the temperature on the bearings. So the third engineer was on duty at the time, and he said, well, can keep the tabs on the water because I turned the automatic water feeder off the boiler. So suddenly I rushed back to him. I said, there's no water in the, uh, in the glass. He says, oh, my God. So he rushed back to where I was standing, and he said, Alan, when I pour open the, this valve and put water in the boiler, that could blow up the ship and we'll be dead in one minute. And everyone on the ship will be dead. And he's hesitant. And I said, do it. Now, that's my first example of really someone growing up strong enough to make a decision, a life-death decision to help someone else make a decision because they couldn't. So in your business now, you'll have many opportunities to make very strong decisions. And so you have to step up and make those decisions for other people. Okay, now I've talked so much, I've forgotten what I was supposed to be talking ah, about. That's okay. <laughs> it's quite all right. You were going to share with us how in all of your dancing through life, I mean, you probably at that point, you may have been, if we, if we use the analogy of dancing, you may have been gliding across the floor in a, a maybe a slow kind of dance. But then you went on to college, and when you got out of the service, went to college, and you were in Vail, Colorado for a while. And the question is, how did you or what part of your curiosity or what curiosity led you at that point to become the developer and the self-made millionaire from $12 to $30 million, uh, at that time? How did you, what, what happened? Well, first I'll interject the importance of questions and answers. I remember at Vail when Vail was being built, uh, and they were building the lift, and one of the engineers, excuse one of the lawyers in Denver said, if we have a problem with the laws of us doing what we want to do, I will change the law. So that is embedded in my mind. Change, I couldn't even fathom it. What, you have a problem? Change the law. So this helps you that as you're dealing with people, you really don't have any problems. You have challenges. So that then, so then in, when I graduated from high school, I was a C minus student. I was dumb as a rock. And later, and of course, and to get into the University of Michigan, you have to be in the top 10 of the class. So how do you get from the bottom to the top? Well, it's faith. You've got to believe in yourself. And then, so when I, you know, I was headmaster of Vail Country Day School, and then I, I started a commercial laundry. I knew nothing about a commercial laundry. I didn't even know what it was. And you needed money. You needed a couple hundred thousand. I had 3,000. 
that did that deter me? It didn't seem to. So in five years, listening to my spiritual advisors again, I my laundry was now worth enough and appreciated enough because I kept buying property. So you, I talk about side jobs. So I've got a commercial laundry. Whenever I heard about a piece of property being for sale, I would buy it. And maybe I would do, I would write a checkout for say $2,000 for the down payment on a piece of property. I would call the owner of the building over, show him the check, put it in the drawer. I said, if you ever wanna sell, let me know. So I slowly acquired properties that people really got tired of. And so in five years time, I was the largest property owner, the largest taxpayer in Eagle, the county seat of Eagle County. So it's curiosity wow. and again, taking advantage of opportunities. And this is embedded in my mind that I would never, never, never pass up an opportunity. So I hope this is embedded in your mind. Never, never, never pass up an opportunity. And I got that when I was a little kid, maybe five, six, seven years old, and I heard my great uncles lamenting all the opportunities they passed. And I embedded in my mind when I was just a little kid very young kid, never pass up an opportunity. So then it got to the point I sold the laundry, sold my house, house bought for $150 or $1,500 and then $7,000 for the five acres around it and sold it for 600,000. Wow. Tennis, yes. Oh, yeah, no. Then I'm playing tennis. So I'd learned how to play tennis in Vail, moved to a place in, well, I moved to uh, California, and then I'm playing tennis every day. Every day. And I was got so tired. Finally, I said, I need a break. And one of my uh, tennis partners was a real estate guy. And I said, you know, I'm, I really need a break. He said, you know, I know I have eight, an eight unit apartment building. Why don't you buy that? I said, okay. So I bought it. And that was the beginning of my real estate empire, really. Uh, and to give you an attitude, idea of my attitude, I'm walking past this restaurant one day. It was part of a large shopping center. And the guy comes out and says, Alan, we should buy this. See, there's a for sale sign. I said, okay. I just said, okay. You know, mm. I, I, I could make those kind of decisions. And where did that come from? But I already owned, you know, a couple hundred departments. Of, mm-hmm. but I never bought a shopping center. I was scared of them. But this guy says, hey, it's for sale. I said, okay. Later, he backed out and I bought it myself. I still own the shopping center. And I would embarrass you if I told you how much money I'd made off of it. It's unbelievable. Oh, I can believe it. I can believe it because real estate uh, is probably a really, when you're able to buy it low and the market goes up, it's a really, really good investment. Those were really smart decisions 
that you made, Alan. Now, this morning, you were telling me earlier about your morning and what you were doing. Would you share with us before we close how you actually are able to spend your days today? Because I think it's important for our listeners to know that after going through all of this and going from $12 to $30 million or millions that are not, uh, you can't count or don't want to share with us right now, what is it that you do that gives you such peace and serenity at this point in your life? Okay, and that's a very good question, and it's so very important to even keep feeding the curiosity, but I read a lot. I read a lot. And if I go out to eat alone, I have a book with me, a good book, Think and Grow Rich, Success to a Positive Mental Attitude dancing through life. I'm reading my book again. I'm still seeking the answers, but I'm always, if, and my motto has been for many, many years, if I'm going to feed my body, I also have to feed my mind because my mind is hungry. I've got to feed it. I've got to nourish it. I've got to support this. But the word growth, everyone should write the word growth down and I can still remember a little kid when a crop would, let's say a corn, would break, start cracking the earth, it was going to come through. Us, my two brothers and I, we would take a little stick and knock that little piece of dirt off of that plant and look at the baby plant down there, totally amazed and realize later that one kernel of corn turned into a hundred kernels and we did nothing but nourish it and take care of it. So this growth, I think is a growth is such an important word. You can't change it. Little kids, you see little kid, one, one minute he's just in the womb and the next minute he's running around going to college. So support and believe and not, don't be afraid of growth. Don't be afraid of change. Just keep growing. And I'd like to interject my little thought from this morning, realizing I wondered why all my sailing, because for 15 years I raced my sailboat. I had a custom-built 40-foot racing sailboat. And sitting there and realized every time we untied that boat to go out to a race, we were leaving the environment in which we grew up in. We were really starting a new life every time we went. Now, I've been up to San Francisco, down to Cabo San Lucas, down to, you know, all over in a sailboat racing. So growth and change, and I know change is scary. Change is very scary sometimes, but you have to believe in change and don't, and just think of it's an opportunity. Look at, ignore the fear. No, live with the fear, accept the fear, but accept it's an opportunity. It's a, growth is an opportunity. So that's my greatest word I can say for you, opportunity. Thank, Thank you, you for- so much. You have been such an inspiration for me this morning. I, if you don't mind, Alan, I'm going to close with just a few, not maybe three, 
of the lessons that you have bequeathed to us in your book. Again, everybody, Alan T. Brown, you can find him on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and Ingram and other uh, media, but his book is on Amazon, definitely. It's Alan T. Brown is the author and the name of the book, Dancing Through Life, Indulge Your Dreams and Pursue Life's Possibilities. And at the very end of the book, Alan says that he has some lessons that he's learned and he bequeaths them to the reader. And I'm just going to leave you with three of his thoughts. You were born to do something great. Uh, you must stretch the limits of your imagination and get free of your current limiting environment and self-limiting thought patterns. Um, another one is love your obstacles and see them as opportunities for growth. This is exactly what you just told us, Alan. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. You have been such a pleasure, and I am hoping that you and your book are very successful. You will certainly be, because you are a successful person, and our audience will learn a lot from you 